0: good evening good evening and hello and welcome to our podcast this is always an amazing time when we get together when we get to listen uh, to you and you listen to us and listen to our podcast and listen to our guest lori who continually adds value to our lives and continues to uh, share with us tremendous value uh, that um, impacts positively in our lives and uh, she is a leadership uh, trainer speaker and coach she helps leaders to get better because all of us are meant to be better. And today we'll hear how she started her business and how she is continually challenging and helping leaders uh, become the best they can be in order to help other people. So, with those few remarks, I would like to welcome Lori to say hi.
1: Hey, John, how are you? Hi, hey everybody, how are you doing?
0: Very good, very good. Yeah, it's nice to have you. You know, it's uh, has been a, a while now that uh, we, we got a little bit uh, tied up over the weekend or something.
1: Yes, it's been a busy, busy weekend.
0: Yeah, it's, it's always good when you are serving people and helping people. So today, Laurie, I first of all would like to know um, if you could uh, let our listeners know a little bit of, of, of your job um, and how you help. Patients, you know, I think that would be, that will be amazing.
1: Yes. So, um, I, you know, I have my business, uh, Flourish Leadership Consulting Group, but I still, uh, am at the bedside and, um, I work PRN or per diem in the emergency department and I do, uh, teach, I do some clinical education also, um, but I, I work a couple of days a week, um, in the emergency part, my, um, PRN. And, um, it allows me to have, still have that bedside contact. um, Yeah. Let me,
0: let me ask you, let me ask you this. Um, what inspired you to be a nurse in the first place?
1: Um, I really, um, I, I was fascinated by medicine, um, but I really liked the idea of being able to help people and being able to help people um, when they truly needed it and when they were at their worst. So, being fascinated by medicine and wanting to help people, it gave me the best of both worlds.
0: And 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 the lessons that uh, you uh, l- learn and you continue to learn uh, from what you do, helping families and patients. I believe those uh, are those really, uh, have they helped you to accelerate uh, your business uh, in terms of now transferring those lessons and those values into teaching leadership and training and coaching?
1: Absolutely. Um, You know, I had this grand idea of what nursing was all about, you know, what I thought it was all about when I went to nursing school and I had this vision in my head of, you know, this Florence Nightingale that I was going to be when I went to nursing school and how it was going to play out and all the things that I was going to do. And, um, nursing is very different from what I thought it was going to be. And it's, it's changed a lot too, from what it was when I started and what it is now. And, um, you know, I would say about five years ago, um, I started to have some very eye-opening experiences and, and I too have changed a lot, you know, from the, the nurse that I was when I first got out of nursing school and, you know, and over the years um, I think there's a, a cycle that you have to go through. And I think some people, I think everyone kind of goes through it differently. Um, and I think, you know, you like to think that everyone gets into healthcare for the same reasons Um, and this there's discussions that several of us have had you know like some people really go to medical school because they really want to be a doctor and um, I think there's some people who go to medical school because that's what their parents want them to be and that's their family's dream and I think some of them probably wanted to be you know in a band and that really wouldn't have gone over real well with their family if they'd have done that Um, and um, so you know if if you don't love nursing and you aren't passionate about it it's not an easy job yeah um, you have to love it you have to love taking care of patients because um, everyone's not nice to you because they they don't really feel good most of the time and um, I've had you know I've had patients who have not always been nice to me but um, I can tell you that the nicer that I am, the nicer that people are to me. And um, I've, I've, I have learned a lot, but I've also learned that um, the more burned out that people get at their jobs, the less passionate they are about their jobs. And it transitions into the patient care and, you know, if you work around a group of cynical people, that um, you can tend to become more cynical. And if you don't really embody that passion and you don't really love it, um, you have to be very strong to fight that. Yeah. So it takes yeah, a whole group of people that are all fighting for the same thing to, um, yeah. it, it takes a village.
0: <laughs> it takes a village.
1: <laughs> it really does.
0: Uh, wow, it's good that you say that. For those who don't know Laurie, um, the the you know the way I know Laurie now, um, she's passionate, she's caring, she's kind, and she, you know, you you are one person of a kind who cares about people, who wants the best for people, and every time we have a conversation, whether it's a job conversation or a business conversation, you are always. Uh, looking for the other person you want them to get better, you want them to be better, if it's your patient mm-hmm. you want them to be better, you want them to uh, you know their families, you want them to, to get better and to feel better and I think that's one quality that you know, uh, in, in, in most of the cases we find nowadays it's kind of missing, it's eroding away, you know, uh, everybody want everything for themselves and not get concerned uh, about other people. So that being said, would you mind sharing a favorite story that you have from, you know, from from your job?
1: Well, one of my favorite stories is um, I took care of, I took care of this lady one night in the ED and um, her son brought her in and her son was probably in his mid to late 50s. And anyone who knows me knows that I don't eat fish. I don't eat any kind of seafood. And he was so overjoyed with the care that I had given his mother. And, you know, I'm I'm a very real person, you know. I've been accused of not being very refined, but I'm just who I am who I am. So, um, and, you know, I was born and raised in the South, so I'm just I'm just a Southern girl. So, um, <laughs> Southern but, you know, I yes. just, you know, you have to know your audience, you know, yeah. and um but so you know i go in and i treat these people like i would treat my family and um and so to repay me you know and, and i never expect anyone to repay me i'm doing my job and i i love my job and <laughs> her son said you know I, what are do you doing friday night you should you know i would love to fry you some fish on friday night Wow. That's so nice. You don't have to do that, and I was like, and, and honestly, you know, I I don't eat fish. What do you eat? I'll you know, I'll make use of country style steak. <laughs> and so I mean, you know, he wanted to do whatever he could to repay me for doing my job, and um, so I, I, which I thought was very very sweet. You know, he and his mom were super nice people, and you know, I enjoyed taking care of them and um. But I, I thought that was the the nicest thing that they wanted to fry me some fish. Mm. Um, so, and that's something I'll never forget. I think that's the, you know, I've had people offer to do things for me, and but the first time anybody's ever offered to fry me any fish. Yeah. Um. So well, I think it's
0: nice when people. Sweet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
1: so that was so sweet, you know. Yeah. But.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. I think every time you get people who want to come back and say, you know, thank you. Uh, we appreciated all these things. I think that's something that can inspire people to know that even when you work so hard, so many hours, that people really want to recognize and appreciate that. Now, tell me um, or, and, and tell us uh, about your um, leadership coaching and your um, training, you know. It's, it's unique. I know in your website, you say you, uh, you are not, it is not a job, it's, it's a purpose, it's a passion. Um, can you tell us about what is it that you're doing with, uh, with the Flourish uh, and, and all that?
1: Well, you know, it, it is a passion because I love nursing and, you know, um, I started to realize, you know, because I, I went to nursing school to be an ER nurse. And I started to realize a few years ago, I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure I won't be able to retire from the ER because, you know, the ER is very physically demanding on the body, but, um, you know, in addition to that, it is, it is emotionally, you know, taxing on the body too. You know, it's, it's, um, it wears on you mentally and emotionally, especially if you, you don't I don't ever want to disconnect. I I know that a big part of that survival mode, in addition to people getting burned out, I know for survival purposes, a lot of people have to disconnect, you know, because it is hard, you know, because, you know, we see horrible things. And I know you asked me the other day, um, what is it for my business that I want? What is it that I want leaders to know? Mm -hmm. And... feel it coming again (laughs) and they don't get it yeah i
0: think i think (laughs) it's 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 unique that you say that and and quite resonating with me when you say that and listening to you speak every time um, i wonder if if the leaders that, that you want to serve Are they able to see it? Are they able to be there to see and feel and touch
1: and things? that Exactly. They will stand in front of their people and they will say they want their staff to treat people like they want them to treat their own family. But they don't give them the resources to do it. And I know... (laughs) That when I first started nursing, I was better able to do that than I am now every time I go to work because the demands are higher, but the resources available in terms of staffing, you know, it's one thing, you know, doctors put orders in and would I be able to go and complete all my orders if I just bounced all my rooms and did it? But there's more to it than that. And that's what they don't get. Uh. It's that's not nursing. <laughs> that is not nursing. That's not what nursing is to me, you know. And I had a patient today, and you know, I, I, and and again, anyone who knows me, I. I sometimes I wonder why I chose this profession because one, I'm a germaphobe, and two, I don't like seeing people sick and hurt, but. um You know, I and I don't handle difficult conversations well, like you know, when the doctor has to come in and say, What would you want us to do if their heart stopped beating or if they stopped breathing? You know, when I get this lump in my throat, because you know, I do imagine myself in that situation, and you know, it's hard for me to see the family suffer too. And you know, and I'm sitting there thinking. Oh my gosh it's almost christmas i mean it's difficult on any day but that was the first thought that went through my head i'm like well gosh i hope this doesn't happen today i'm like could this at least happen you know a few days after christmas yeah and you know the family starts to cry and so i have to turn my back because i feel myself start to get emotional and when i first started nursing everyone thought that i was pretty stoic and tough because i did a pretty good job of walling that off and not let i would always go to the bathroom and cry i wouldn't let ever let anybody see me cry Mm -hmm. so i would try to hide that from everybody and i don't do i'm not very good at that anymore um but um so i i don't think and you and i've had this conversation before about hospitals don't do a very good job of debriefing um there's no outlet because we should be allowed to go through all these emotions. Healthcare professionals should not disconnect from that because that's what happens. And that's why we act the way we act. But, you know, we should be able to, we should be able to emotionally support these families. Yeah. Because, you know, when we talked about healthcare, healthcare, (laughs) those four (laughs) letters on the end of it, care and and it's not it doesn't feel like health care anymore it yeah. feels like a business and I, I know they're running a business but it's more it should be more than that because there are so many dynamics that go on and I, I don't know I just you know we're supposed to love people yeah <laughs> and so- and people are suffering and you know we're supposed to be a unique group of individuals who are helping people during very difficult times, and I just don't like what I see, you know. Let me
0: ask you this. You, you say you're supposed to be a unique group of people helping people in a difficult time. If there's someone, a listener there, who is thinking about joining nursing, what can you tell them?
1: Stay. Tr- if you are truly choosing to go into nursing or becoming a doctor you know or a radiology technician you know a, a certified nursing assistant if you're choosing to be in healthcare for in, in, in any field in healthcare um, empathy and compassion are first and foremost I mean of course you have to know what you're doing and you have to know your skill but those things are so crucial. You know... I mean... They... You you cannot... You cannot not care about people... Yeah. And, and be in that line of work. And... Don't let the people around you change you. You have to fight the beast. I mean... You have to stay true to who you are. And if that's what you want to do... Then do it. Because... Yeah. You know... The profession needs more people like that. And and I have said this for years. If you will be a patient advocate first, then everything else will fall into place. Yeah.
0: Wow. What a powerful, oh, powerful, powerful sentiment to make. If you know that this is truly what you want to do and who you are, then do it. I think that is mm-hmm. very, very high level. That's Deep. Again, I want to thank you, Lori, for being available for us. It's always a pleasure to hear you speak, experience your passion, and work with you in your journey as you help us understand what is it that you do in your line of work, and also how you're transforming your healthcare through your business of coaching, leadership training, and speaking. And for your listeners. I want to say this is always an amazing time for us because we value what we do because we are people of value who adds value. Laurie, thank you.
1: Thank you, John.
0: And uh, I think with that, we can wrap up. Uh, Did you have any more wrapping up statements or do you want to?
1: No, I think that's good. That's good. I thank you for your time.
0: All right. Thank you so much. And until we see each other again, this has been Flourish with Lori and John.
1: See Thank ya. you. Have a good night. Good night. Bye.